Well, hey everyone, welcome to the Exchange Podcast. We are so pumped that you made your way here, and we pray that these episodes would be practical and inspiring for your walk with Jesus. Thanks for tuning in. We are back in person, people. I'm so excited, so excited um, to be able to preach and to be able to see you in person. Don't get me wrong, IGTV is cool, but it is not the same. It's not the same staring at a screen. Um, Not a huge fan, but, you know, it was a useful tool and is a useful tool in in order to connect in some way, shape, or form. So I am thankful for it, thankful for technology, but I'm more grateful for this. And um, I'm really looking forward to what God has for us tonight. Um. Real quick, before we get into the message, did anyone enjoy the Devo last week? Unshakable Faith. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. And a lot of um, people that just call uh, Exchange Home, they shared their heart over Instagram stories, and they did an amazing job. And uh, if you are one of those people in this room, thank you. We love you. And you encourage people. You you encourage me and Mal um, by how God was stirring something in your heart to just share. So thank you for sharing. And uh, this series, Mal briefly touched on it, but the series that we've been in as a church that we just started last week is amazing, planted, and flourishing. I would encourage you if, you, if you weren't able to be in church last weekend, I'd encourage you to watch the video. The message is so good, and it's such a great reminder. And I think sometimes in church life, maybe if we've heard a message on a particular topic before, the natural um, tendency is to kind of be on the back foot and like, oh, I've heard this before. I've heard this scripture preached or I've heard this topic talked about. But God always has something new for us to learn, it, whether we've read the scripture 50 million times or five times. God shows us new things. So if I can encourage you to really just lean into this series, although we've done a series like this before, it's fresh, it's new. And God is going to speak in new ways. I do wanna just read Psalm 92, and we read a little bit of it this weekend, and I really love this, and it's a beautiful reminder. This is Psalm 92, verse 12, starting in verse 12. It says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. I love that. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there's no wickedness in him. I love that even in old age, we'll bear fruit. As long as we stay rooted, planted in his house, there's such a great importance of being planted somewhere. Amen? All right, so if you have your Bibles, we're going to get into the message. We're going to open up in John chapter 15. John chapter 15. And this is actually Jesus and his disciples. They're walking And he begins to describe this illustration to them that I really love. And um, I've been meditating on this scripture for a little while now and pray it would encourage you. So John 15, starting verse one, this is the NLT version, says, I'm the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. Verse three, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, listen to it, and I will remain in you. 
For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Verse five, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse six, anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile and burned, but if you remain in me and my words, everybody say words, remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Tonight, I wanna preach a message entitled Caught Up. Caught Up. I think in life, we can get caught up in a lot of different things. The only thing that I wanna get caught up in is the true vine that we were just reading about, God. I wanna get caught up in his vine tonight. So let's pray before we get into it. Jesus, we just thank you right now for the power of your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're actually in this moment right now. Even in worship, Lord, you're moving and you continue to move right now. So we actively pay attention. We are on the edge of our seats in expectation, looking forward to what you're gonna do in this place, in this moment right now. We thank you that you're here with us we pray that you would bless every single person in this room. May they leave this room better than the way they came in it because of how you're working. And we thank you, Jesus, for all you've done for us and all that you are doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, phase two quarantine went a little differently than expected for me and Mal. Um, we were stuck at the house. We were working for a little while. And all of a sudden, we realized that there was a cat visiting our backsliding glass door very often. And immediately, Mallory was like, babe, there's a cat back there. And I was like, yeah, I'll just leave it be. And she's like, no, we can't leave it be. We have to take care of it. And I'm like, I, I don't know. And you guys can judge me if you want. I'm not a huge cat person. I'm so sorry if that offends you, but we can pray together later if you want, and we can work through it. But I love dogs. I love dogs. Cats are, they're okay. They're so-so for me. Um, but Mallory's family, way different than my family. Mallory's family, they'll take care of anything, like a possum, baby squirrels, baby birds, anything. Like her mother, like just is naturally, I love this about Miss um, Lee, she just she loves everybody. She takes care of everyone, all the animals and people. It's great. She loves cats. Mallory loves cats. She loves caring for animals as well. She's inherited that from her mom. And, and I was kind of content with just seeing the cat and like, oh, that's cool. Okay, see you later. Same time yet tomorrow. All right. I'll just wave from you on the other side of the sliding glass door. But Mallory's like, no, we have to take care of it. I'm like, it's not our cat. I don't want to do that. She's like, can we feed it, please? We give it some water, maybe some food. I'm like, it's definitely gonna come back if we do that. I don't want it to come back. And she's like, but it looks hungry. And then I'm like, it's fine. And it's staring at me like, meh. And I'm just like, so I put my foot down, right? I was like, you know what? Fine, let's feed it. 
So we ended up feeding it, and sure enough, it came the next day around the same time, ready to eat its meal. We were, like, feeding it good. We were getting, like, tuna, and I'm just like, geez, this is not good. We are not taking this cat in, Mal. And eventually, you know, we were kind of worried. We are like, where is the owner at? So we were trying to figure that out and noticed that the collar had, like, a GPS on it, and it was connected to an app, and then we got a hold of the owner through the app. And then later on, this, the owner was just kind of like, yeah, hey, do you mind just, like, holding on to it? Could you just... And I'm like, uh, sure, we can, like, we'll feed it, you know, and keep it outside for now. She's like, yeah, it probably has fleas. Like, just do that, and we'll come pick it up eventually. I'm like, okay. So we kept feeding it and leaving it out on, on our back deck, and, and it would come every, every day and get water, get its food, and I would pet it. And then um, eventually, you know, we built relationship with our neighbors, the, the owners of the cat, and... Um, the one of the neighbors was like, you know what? I have a young baby. I have a dog and another cat. And that cat doesn't really like being around our family and our, and our house. And, you know, you should just have the cat. And I'm like, no. And Mallory's like, really? I'm like, no. We should not have the cat. And uh, she's just like, what if, though? Like, what if? I'm like, what if we didn't? What if we didn't have the cat? Like, I'm, I'd be okay with that. And um, so I put my foot down, right? I was just like, we're not getting, we're not going to have the cat. It's not coming inside. So that night it came in. And, you know, we were kind of worried about the fleas. So we got like flea medication for it. And all of a sudden I have a cat. I'm like, what? How did I get in this mess? Like, this isn't what I wanted for my life, Lord. Help me. And... So we went through this process of of just kind of like, I guess if that's a thing, fostering a cat, I don't know. So we're like, we have this cat. And all of a sudden, you know, I realized that it started taking, you know, pretty big priority in our family. And uh, one night, it's getting ready for bed and stuff. Turn the light off. Okay, cool. And I see a very furry thing on my pillow. And I'm like, hold up. The cat's name is Tulip, by the way. So I was like, yo, Tulip, what's going on, girl? Meow. I'm like, is this really happening? No. And I had a moment. Like, sometimes, I don't know. Like, I'll be, I'll be honest. Like, sometimes I get in my feelings. I get caught up in my feelings as a guy, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like, do you even care about me anymore, Mal? Like, the cat is in my spot, like, in bed. Like, this is not, it is not sleeping with us. So I put my foot down and... The cat slept with us that night. So it was just kind of like, they can't win. And I'm like, this cat's taking over. This cat's replacing me. I was like in my feelings for a little bit. It was like, what in the world? And I think that, you know, like this is a funny story. We're joking around. But I feel like on more of a serious note, we can get like this in life. Where maybe when we've been in quarantine for a while, we can get stuck. We can get caught up in our feelings. And then maybe the smallest things actually cause us to blow up. And we get caught up in our feelings and overwhelmed. And then the main focus no longer becomes the main focus, which is Jesus. And the main focus becomes, oh, I just feel distant from everyone. And then distance creates distortion. And then, oh, no one cares about me. And like, who told you that? None of your friends told you that. And we can get caught up in our feelings and, and rely on our feelings 
more than what the word of God says and what Jesus says. But we can actually grow if we just stay caught up in the vine, the true vine, which is Jesus. And I think, you know, the heart is a tricky thing. We see that in scripture where our feelings, our emotions, our will is described as a heart. And I just wanna read Jeremiah 17 to you, start in verse nine. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Verse 10, I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. So again, the the word heart is actually a metaphor describing the human will and feelings. And the truth is that it's it's hard to come to grips with our emotions sometimes. It's easy if, if we're not careful to just get stuck in a rut with our feelings and emotions. And the word deceitful here, the heart is deceitful. That word in Hebrew refers to um, being polluted or um, being crooked. So our feelings can, can really get us off track very quickly, very quickly if we're not regulating our feelings with the right things, if we're not putting in the goodness of God, that the word, the good, the good news. So the heart, is a tricky thing, it's deceitful. And, and tonight, I really want to just give us a couple practical points tonight. Um, just to track through this life, and, and so feelings aren't more valued than being connected to the true vine. Is that okay tonight? So if you're taking notes, I'd love for you to write this first point down. Let's write his truth on our hearts. Let's actually make a choice. No matter what season we go through, no matter what feeling or emotion we might be trying to process, let's write his word on our hearts. Very practical tonight, but the most, most of our um, relationships with God, it's actually built off Bible study and prayer, being, being with him, spending time with God. Are we spending time in the word? Are we praying, which is simply just talking to God, right? Are we talking to God? Are we praying? Are we spending time with him? Are we reading his word? Because they're so important. And I know that we've heard this time and time again, but reminders are always good, right? Being in the word is so important. We can take time to, to write the word on our hearts and then feelings become more manageable in Jesus' name. Are you caught up in your feelings? We grow by centering our lives on the truth instead of our feelings. John 15, verse seven and verse eight says, but if you remain in me and my what? Words remain in you. You may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. So during this passage, there's a great... uh, significance, it it meant meant a great deal to the apostles um, because if they would abide in him and his words, then they would and could accept God. Um, They would accept God to to hear their, their prayers. So why? Because if you are abiding in him and in his words, then what we ask will actually line up with his divine will. So when we, when we talk to him, when we pray to him, but it, made, it meant a great deal to them to, to be in God, to know the word and to be immersed by it. 
because then what we ask actually lines up with his will. And, and God knows what we need. Sometimes we tell him what we want, but he actually knows what we need. And if we're constantly in the word, we're gonna, we're gonna have a better understanding. We're gonna have more clarity on what, what we truly need in life because God is, is, is guiding us through his Holy Spirit as we read his word. Does that make sense? So we can actually be connected and, and have a better understanding of what's next. What, what do I actually need in this season, Lord? And then if you're rooted in the word, you have a better understanding. You have more clarity on what that is. So let's lean on our convictions instead of our feelings. What are our convictions? What are, what are the non-negotiables? Like what, what have you learned from the word of God that you are not willing to turn away from no matter what? Let's stand on the word of truth. Let's lean on the word of truth, not our feelings. And there really is, you know, there, there's a dilemma that happens when we begin to lean on our feelings more than our convictions. It, it actually stops our ability to grow. We can't grow. And I talked about the, the distance creates distortion, but there's also, you know, the feeling of comparison, right? We can, we can compare all day long without realizing it, and, and then by the time it's too late, we're stuck in that mindset where every, everything we go through in life is, oh, I'm, I feel like I have to compare. Like, that person's doing better than me. Maybe I need to do that. That person on Instagram gets to travel for a living. Maybe I should just do that. Or maybe they're an amazing photographer, and oh, if I could only just, like, figure out how to take good photos like them or be as good of an athlete as that person, maybe I would be popular enough. Maybe I wouldn't have to compare as much if, if I was as well-known as them. Comparison is a losing game. That's a feeling that will take you nowhere in life. Anxiety, the feeling of anxiety, it's crippling. Fear is crippling. And that's not get God's best for your life. Because the, the word of God says that we don't have to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough troubles of its own. Because we have Jesus. He says, take heart, I've overcome the world. So we have no reason to, to worry about tomorrow. We don't have to get just bogged down by the, the, the feeling of anxiety or the feeling of comparison. Uh, we are fearfully and wonderfully made that we get to actually speak truth against those lies. And we don't have to get caught in those feelings. Does that make sense? Like we can get caught up in the word and know what God says about us and be confident in that and find our identity in that. So let's write his truth on our hearts. Let's stay connected to the vine. And, and secondly tonight, as the band comes back up, let's welcome the pruning process. So I kind of want to just work backwards for a minute with this scripture, but it's John 15, starting verse 1. I'm the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. How amazing is that? Uh, pruning process is not comfortable, right? But will the end result be worth it? 100%. Because you'll be able to produce even more fruit. Verse 3, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot 
be fruitful unless you remain in me. I was hanging out with my mom and Mal uh, just yesterday, actually, and we were making meatballs, and that's my mom's thing. Like, she loves Italian food. She's really good at it, and I'm, like, trying to learn, like, teach me your ways. Like, they're really, really good, and uh, we're making meatballs and just hanging out in the kitchen, and and then I decided to turn on um, Netflix, and I, I found a documentary on Frank Sinatra, and is really cool. Like at one point during the beginning of this documentary, Frank was only just beginning to to get some notoriety. He wasn't even close to where we know him now, but he was he was getting more um, status. People he was getting more popular, and he had someone come up to him. I think maybe after a gig or something that he he sang at, and he said, "Hey man, have you thought about taking lessons?" And he was like, lessons for what? And he's like, vocal lessons. And he said, well, when can I start and where do I go? Like, when, where, where do I go to get lessons and when can I start? And I love that because he remained teachable and he was like, I, I wanna get better at this. You know what Frank could have easily done? Was, nah, I'm good, like, I can sing, bro, like, I got it. Like, I don't need any help. I don't, I don't need to learn how to sing. I, I already sing. That's what I do. Did you not just hear me? Like, he didn't have that mindset at all, right? He said, cool, where, where can I start? When do I start? Where do I go? I'm down. And he grew from that experience. He allowed himself to, to go through the pruning process. And maybe that looks different for you in your life. I know not all of us are musicians, but what does that look like for you? And also the best advice is found in the word of God. So as we allow God to, to prune us, to take away maybe some fruit, some bad fruit that never meant, never meant to be there in the first place, what can we learn by diving into his word and allowing him to maybe prune us a bit so we can produce even more fruit? And when we're planted in good community, when we're planted in the word, when we're planted in a healthy devotional life, talking to him, often praying, spending the first part of our day with him. I'm not saying we need to be perfect, but it's important to be consistent with the one that loves you the most. As we do that, we'll flourish. So let's welcome the pruning process it's always worth it. Let's be a young adults ministry that welcomes the pruning process so we can actually grow. There's so much more of God that I don't know and I'm excited to learn more about him. We have so much more life to live. We have so much more to learn about God and he's only getting started with your life. But if we don't, take the time to invest in our relationship with him, we're only shortchanging ourselves. So let's really stay committed to writing the word of God on our hearts. Let's stay close to the true vine and let's just welcome the pruning process because I know no matter what, at the end of the pruning process, I'm gonna be better. We're gonna be better.
in Jesus' name. So let's stand together just in this moment. Just pray that this message would would really speak to your heart tonight. And I don't want us to ever be content with just staying where we're at. I want us to always be teachable, always be growing in our faith. And if you need help, can I just say you have this whole community around here that want to help you grow. We're here for each other. And we're all trying to learn more about God together. So let's just actually embrace that truth that we have good community right here. And remember that we are actually a light for others. Let's remember that we're meant to tell other people about this good news. Yes, we've seen a glimpse of the true vine, like I'm caught up in the true vine. And he's changing my life for the better, but if I only keep it to myself, I'm doing everyone else a disservice. Let's remember to share. Let's share what we're learning in the word of God with other people. It doesn't matter if they have any reference for Jesus or not. If they don't, even better. They don't know anything about Jesus? Amazing. Cool, let me tell you about my best friend, literally. And they're gonna be like, cool, like when are we hanging out with this guy? It's like, no, 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 it's like, it's like Jesus, the savior of the world. And we can actually be excited about it, excited to share. But if it doesn't start with us, who will be the ones to start? Sharing, telling people about the gospel, which literally translates to good news. So I just wanna pray for us for a minute and then for us to just sing and just be reminded of his goodness that we actually have the opportunity to be shaped and molded and into a better version of ourselves when we just surrender our lives to him and say yes, no matter what it looks like, yes to the pruning process, yes to, to growing, yes to being teachable, yes to your love, your grace, your mercy, your peace, yes to being courageous in you, whatever it might look like. Jesus, we thank you for this moment. Thank you that you're here right now in this moment. God, I pray that you would continue to remind us of the importance of surrendering daily and that we would remember the importance of being connected to you, connected to the true vine so that you can actually then prune us and that we could see even more fruit that would affect other people in our world in a positive way. God, we're asking as we grow in our faith, as you continue to show us new sides of who you are, Lord, that that revival would actually break out in our city. Because the more we learn about you, the more we, we, we can't even, there's no way that we can contain all that we've learned about you that we, we can't help but share, Lord. That's what our prayer is, that we would be courageous and bold to share about the true vine, to share about your word. We love you, Jesus.
Well, we hope you enjoyed that message and we pray that it blessed you. Make sure to show us some love and hit that subscribe button, but we also love to connect with you. So email us at podcast at colonialchurch.life or you can hang with us every Tuesday night at 550 State Road 207 in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.